from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our gospel reading today would, would have been a sight to see, wouldn't it? Could you imagine it? In the early morning hours, coming to the tomb of Jesus, and as you are arriving, an earthquake occurs. And everything is starting to shake for the second time now in three days. And the last time there was an earthquake, Jesus had died. And the tombs were opened. And the dead were raised to life and were entering into Jerusalem. And at this earthquake... You see an angel descend from heaven like lightning, and he rolls back the stone and that had sealed Jesus' tomb. And he takes a seat on that stone and leaves the guards so overwhelmed that they are the ones that are like dead men. The barriers of the tomb had now been removed. The place where God's word is given today, as you sit here in the sanctuary, is a tomb that had Jesus. And now it's empty. Today, as you come into the morning hours of the sanctuary, you walk with Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to come and be with Jesus. What these two Marys thought that they were going to see is not what they were going to see. And what they saw will cause them both fear and joy. Fear because what they had seen Joy because of the message of the angel and ultimately from Jesus himself. When Mary and Mary Magdalene go to the tomb of Jesus, they expected to be confronted with the things that had happened in the past. They were going to the tomb of Jesus to care for his body and take care of his body properly. Everything was done in haste on Good Friday a couple days before. The death of Jesus was something that they were still coming to terms with. And oftentimes, as it is with things in the past, we're trying to come to terms with the past of ourselves. We look at the things that we have done or even failed to do and see how our sin is intertwined with it all. From the mistakes that we've made, the selfish decisions that we've made, and sometimes even simple inaction. Our past haunts us. It looms over us. And it comes to mind and is thrown in our face as a constant reminder of how unrighteous we truly are. And in our moments of weakness, we still try to justify our actions or our inactions. But at the tomb of Jesus, we find a different reality. The looming past is not the present time. At the present time of Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, as they were approaching the tomb, they see an angel with the tomb not how they had left it before. It was open now, and the angel sat on the stone that sealed it. And before they saw anything else, this angel says to them, Do not... Be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Certainly seeing Jesus or seeing a tomb open would cause anyone great distress, as it would today. We would be fearful if 
Uh, one of our loved ones' graves were dug up, and it was left empty without explanation. And certainly the sight of an angel in an earthquake would have been enough reason to raise an alarm and be concerned. But then the phrase that follows from the angel, He is not here. That would cause even greater fear. If he is not at the tomb, where then is he? And who would do such a thing as to move someone else's body who had died? And that's when the new reality sets in. He has risen, as he said. Don't believe it? Come and check it out. See where he was laid? Notice that he is not here just as he said. And the Pharisees heard this. They heard that Jesus was proclaiming that he was going to raise from the dead. That's why they put the, the guard at the tomb so that no one would steal his body. The fact that Jesus is not here brings a new reality that the past does not determine the future. How do we know this? We know this because of the present reality. That Christ is risen. And I caught you sleeping. Christ is risen. Our past, no matter how horrific or shameful it may be, is not the present reality and it will not be the future. The empty tomb of Christ testifies that his shameful death on the cross did not hinder his future reigning in victory over death in the grave. His death was not the end of the story. Rather, his resurrection from the dead proved that his death was received by the Father as sufficient for the atonement for sin. That atonement is the only reality that the Father sees. It's the only reality that the Father sees of your past. Your sins are forgiven in Christ, and the empty tomb proves it. The empty tomb proves that your sins are forgiven. And that is why you are here. Even though for some of us, this may be the first time in a while that we've been to church, you come here nonetheless to hear the gospel. You come to hear the good news of your salvation, and certainly this is one of the more festive services of the whole entire year, if not the most festive. And you come with your family and friends because this day and this reality of the empty tomb ought to be shared with others. It's too joyous to keep to yourself. After all, where else are you going to hear that one's past is not their future and have evidence to prove it? You come to see the empty tomb and then quickly go and tell others that Jesus is risen from the dead, just as he said. So if our past is not the present reality, what then does the future hold? The future holds Christ's hospitality. It holds his greetings. And it holds Christ's very presence. Jesus was going before the disciples into Galilee where the disciples would indeed see him. And there are blessings of his resurrection 
there in Galilee would they be ordained. The disciples would go and teach and baptize all people in his name, and that Christ would be with them always until the very end of the age. Here in this sanctuary, the resurrected Christ greets you and shows you hospitality. Here in his church, he meets you, his very disciples today. He greets you with rejoicing. And he does not greet you pointing to your shameful past, but invites you with his greeting to rejoice in the present and the hope that he has given you for a future. A future that is not looming with shame and death, but a future that upholds hope and life. Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. What rejoicing to fall and grab the feet of Jesus like a child, grabbing their father's feet at the sight of seeing him. Such rejoicing deserves such songs and praise and thanksgivings. Such rejoicing and worship are the joys of this day, and it is the joy of our future. The joy to be greeted by Jesus on the last day with warm hospitality, where we can grasp him with our very hands and sing his praises without end, grasping him for all eternity. Alleluia, Christ is risen. Peace that passes all 